Hi, this is Deshaun with Doors Open Connect Podcast, and this is my co-host, Rick Haas, and thank you for listening. We look forward to bringing you value today. So, as I like to say, let's get into the meat and potatoes, although I don't know if I'm allowed to say that anymore. Um, granted, there's a lot of uh, plant-based diets going on around and uh, vegetarian diets, but uh, I'll stick with it for now. Yeah, today is a special episode, thanks to the coronavirus. We'll recap uh, last weekend's open house results along with how the coronavirus is currently affecting the real estate and the mortgage market. So, Deshaun, tell me what you saw in this last weekend's open house that you liked. Well, uh, Rick, I do have to say that uh, despite there being open houses on the app that were posted, um, we didn't really have a whole lot. We only had one um, that was actually taken, and I'm still waiting on the feedback from that gentleman. Um, but the... Uh, I guess everything went well as far as the check-in process and check-out process um, through the app. Um, and I did also notice that despite what's going on in the world today, uh, there was about there was a little over 800 open houses being held on Sunday um, alone and just just in Naples. Um, does that uh, you know w was there high traffic? Maybe in and you know I hope in a lot of them, but um, you know things are a little little tricky now. I had this uh, crazy idea for open houses right now. What if instead of cookies and water and things like that, you brought toilet paper and sanitizer to give out? If you if you can find them in the local, uh, if you can find them in the local stores, um, then by all means. But you might want to hold on to them for yourself. But yeah, I mean they're they're valued right now higher than gold. So <laughs> yeah, um, let's uh, let's dive in. Here to join us today is our special guest, Leon. Um, Palacio, did I say that, say that correct? You got it right. Uh, senior loan officer with Envoy Mortgage here in Naples, and welcome to the Doors Open Connect podcast, and thank you for joining us. Rick and I felt that uh, we needed a specialist in the financial field to expand on the market as things are a little bit chaotic. Um, and uh, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your background and what interested you to pursue a career in the real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, let me start off and say thank you for having me on here. I appreciate what you guys are doing really actually just bringing everybody in the real estate industry together so big shout out to you guys you're doing huge things you're going to change the market completely uh so a little bit about myself i'm originally from chicago but i've been in naples specifically most of my life okay. uh, so like middle school up so i grew up here graduated from gulf coast high school uh, i've been in finance for geez eight nine years now eight nine years I'm actually Envoy's first employee in South Florida. Uh, I've been with the company three years down down here. Prior to that, I was with Bank of America two years. Before that, Wells Fargo for four years. Wow. So just got some years under my belt in the finance industry. Uh, the reason I went into mortgage lending aside from retail banking is just really to get away from that corporate structure. I had a divisional manager that just drove me crazy, and it was not so much to help the consumer, but to sell the products. And in this day and age, if you're not putting people first, there's really no point of doing it. Yeah, you might make some money in the in the short end, of, but long term, long run, it's always got to you got to put people first. Yeah, you show your value first, you're gonna make money in the long run. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, can you explain to our listeners in this time of uncertainty and uh, you know? panic about the changes in the in the market buyers can take advantage of yeah i think it's still too early to really know what's going to go on and what's going to happen um i think the first thing people need to do is really just you know pay attention to the news be safe out there but 
don't buy into the hype so much because, you know, the stocks are completely down. Nobody can find toilet paper anywhere, hand sanitizer, things like that. So as it relates to the real estate industry, it's a pandemic, not an economic crisis. All right. We'll go a little bit further into it a little bit later on in the podcast once we have that conversation. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, would you say now homeowners can leverage this uh, for refinancing? It's definitely a great time to refinance. So if you bought your house a couple of years ago and your interest rate was 5 6%, it's still a great time. Rates are still historically low. No, they're not 0%. But all time, you're still going to get a great rate. So there's still a chance to save some money here and there. So what advice would you give agents to stay calm during this worldwide epidemic? Because I've talked to a lot of agents and they're freaking out thinking real estate market's going to collapse, all this craziness. So what, what do you think? Uh, so what do I think about what's going on in the market right now? I think we have to remember that this is a health pandemic, not an economic crisis. So the, cr- the market's not necessarily crashing. Interest rates are still low. There's still plenty of inventory out there. We're going to feel it obviously in some ways because so many people are shutting down but this is really going to affect more of um, the tourist uh, industry more than anything else on the bright side to that is also you know all your healthcare workers are working an incredible amount of hours Uh, you have your supermarket employees that are making a stupid amount of hours also so there's upside and downside to both of it there's still definitely money out there uh, the president actually just announced he was going to drop in uh, $200 billion into mortgage-backed uh, securities, which on the financial side gives banks uh, a lot of security, hence the name, uh, that the market's going to do okay. Interest rates are not going to skyrocket immediately. So it's just kind of a waiting game yet. Yeah. So no need to freak out out there, agents. Things will get better. No worries. Yeah, we... Uh you know, it's it's interesting, especially from the real estate side of things. I've heard a lot of agents are losing deals, and um, actually, you just explained that you had lost uh, a deal over this. Um, and you know, it, it's unfortunate, uh, but like you said, it's, it's ebbs and flows, right? So where uh, people, as far as the hospitality and the tourism, um, is being effective now because this is our season, so. Um, you know, we got our spring breakers that are canceling and, and whatnot. Um, but there's, you know, like you said, with the the hospitals and the, the staffing and, you know, people are doing everything they can to try to really um, keep keep people healthy. And I'm st- it's we're living through a crazy time right now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's nobody expected this I, I'm, at the beginning of uh, 2020. I'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty uh, speechless when it comes to this. Um, so do you think it's like, uh, do you guys think it's like 08, 09? No. Think, do you think we're going to have something like that? No, I don't think we'll get to 08, 09. Like I said, it's still pretty early yeah. to, to really know what's going to happen with the stock market and things like that. But the money's there. Jobs are still there. It's not an economic situation. The problem that we're facing right now is we're, we're fighting an enemy we can't really see. So it's a virus. There's no real vaccine for it yet. And the media hyping it up is not making it any better. If people would wash their hands, stay away from each other for a little while, I think we can get past this in not too much time. But we'll have to see how it plays out. 
Yeah, we have the most advanced technology right now in the in the world. So I think it's something we're going to beat. So I think everybody, going back to that question, should stay calm and realize it's going to be over. Yeah, and, and continue to, um, like he said, just distance yourself, follow the uh, instructions by the, the White House and the medical professionals, and then... Um, you know, but being kind is, is another thing, too. Being considerate of others, um, you know, not going to the grocery store and hoarding every uh, little bit of toilet paper and water for yourselves. You know, I still, um, you know, still need dog food for my dog. You know, I still... We can we, all share. We, exactly. We can all share. And, and just help one another and limit, uh, limit the hoarding. I think the most important thing is really come together as a community, help each other out. Like you said, you know, let's not hoard everything. Uh, the elderly, especially, this is the thing, it's affecting them the most. So let's do what we can to give a helping hand and put other people first. Yeah, absolutely. So people know what the difference between a direct lender, mortgage broker, and big bank. What, uh, what's the difference there with, when it comes to lending? So the difference between direct lenders, mortgage brokers, and big banks, great question. Mortgage brokers, what they do is they, they work with different lenders uh, and they fit depending on what you need and what the bank's overlays are, they'll fit you in with one or another. So they usually have more options. They can shop around rates. Um, the difference with them is you usually pay points or a percentage upfront in your closing costs. Some do, some don't. Your Wells Fargo's, your Bank of America's, credit unions, things like that. Uh, the difference with them really is is you're not necessarily their main priority. So a lot of times you'll have loan consultants instead of a loan officer. What's the difference is this person is not necessarily licensed to know all the guidelines and regulations and things like that. So while you're getting a much better I wouldn't say much better, but a little bit better of a rate, you're not getting the service on the other hand. So you can't reach them after four o'clock. You can't reach them on Saturdays and Sundays. That's really the difference with the bigger banks. So they do offer typically a better rate, but you don't get the service to go with it. The direct lender is where I'm a little bit biased. Uh, we are the in-between to both, all right? So we have one lender that we go with. We sell to the secondary market, the government, Fannie, Freddie, things like that. Um, most of us do not have overlays. You heard me mention it earlier. What an overlay is, is basically an extra security feature that a bank um, or an extra guideline that a bank's put in to protect themselves. So if you don't fall into this mold, bigger banks, Wells Fargo, they don't, they want to prove your loan basically. Okay. Whereas... We just, whatever the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac guidelines are, that's what we follow. Perfect. Well, walk us through the process when somebody is looking to get uh, approved or pre-approved. Absolutely. So there's two ways to go about it. You can get pre-qualified, which is you meet with me, I'll do an application for you. We'll go over your credit. Uh, we'll take a look at your income. We'll take a look at your assets, make sure you are ready and you're actually qualified for this purchase. All right, that's a pre-qualification. A pre-approval is when all those three things are taken into account, submitted into a file, and sent to underwriting. 
So when you see a people getting pre-approved a lot of times is these loan, not these loan officers, but certain loan officers, depending on what they do, is they'll have a conversation. And yeah, based on what you just told me, you, you qualify. We try to take it a step further is go through the entire thing. I do an income worksheet. I make sure that what you're telling me is actual true. And then I give you a piece of paper and happy shopping. Really, you want to have a true pre-qualification or a true pre-approval before you go in and make an, an offer because then you're, you get stuck in the backside of it. Okay. So you have a property on the line and what you told me is not necessarily what's on paper. So that's when it, things kind of get tricky. People start pointing fingers. We don't know where to go with it. So that's why it's always important whenever whoever your mortgage lender or officer is, is make sure it's a true pre-qualification, the documents have been reviewed, um, really protect your borrower's money and your time because those are two main things that, that as real estate agents, you guys want to protect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Definitely don't want to shop, uh, be shopping around without a pre-approval, um, wasting everybody's time. Yeah, it makes things a little more difficult. So what does Envoy do differently that separates themselves to stand out amongst the many other agencies out there? We are family-based. So what does that mean is, is, like I said, it's all service. Uh, we don't always have the best rates, but I can guarantee you that you will always get a hold of us. Uh, we work Saturdays, Sundays from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, we're always around. If you can't call me, send me a text, I always answer. Uh, our processing is in-house. Our underwriters are typically always available. Um, we work directly with them. And what does that mean is I can pick up the phone and call my underwriter and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm looking at. Give me your feedback. You know, let's see how this works. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Seems very, very quick process. So I've had a couple of um, my friends contact me and they're first time home buyers, and they had a, they had a good question. And I thought this would be a good question to bring up. So first time uh, home buyer program, FHA, VA or conventional. They asked me, which one would be the best for them? Um, so I thought this would be a great question to bring up to you, Leon. So what do you think? It's a case-by-case -case scenario. So people have this general idea that FHA is just your first-time home buyers program. Um, that's not the case. FHA just gives you a low down payment option of 3.5%, um, but you don't have to be a first-time home buyer to do it. You just cannot have another FHA product already. All right. Um, VAs for all our military, uh, active and veterans. Conventional is also a great product. Uh, just the down payment options are different. So what's, again, the, what's the normal down payment on a conventional? It can range anywhere from three to twenty percent, depending okay. on what you want to go. Uh, Does that get based off like a credit score? Not necessarily. Okay. So if you go to three percent on a conventional loan, you do have to be a first-time home buyer. Or you can have one other mortgage under your name. You can't have more than that. Okay. Uh, if you're going above that, it's typically a case-by-case -case scenario. Uh, conventional is going to outweigh uh, your income, your assets, and your credit. So those are the three main points to any loan is how we, how we calculate that. And the first-time homebuyer program, explain that just a little bit more in depth. First-time homebuyers, there's different grants. Uh, bonds, things like that, that you can use that do, it's more of a down payment assistance. So for instance, a Florida bond will give you uh, $7,500 for 
for your down payment and closing costs if there's anything extra. Sometimes they're absolutely worth it. They're not always worth it. Like anything else, this isn't really free money. Uh, so certain grants will ask you to pay it back at the end. Um, some of them are grants are free. Uh, you just have to have the loan for X amount of time. The SHIP program was a great example of that. If you kept it for X amount of time, you did not have to pay them back. If you kept it for 10 years, you had to give them a percentage back. Okay. So it, again, it's always a case-by-case -case scenario. Make sure you're reviewing all your options. And whoever your lender is, have that conversation. Even as a realtor, maybe get together. It's always to show to unity. You know, mm -hmm. let's we're business partners here. My main focus is you and my client. So I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste the client's time. Let's have a conversation. I will give you all your options and we can tailor it to what you need. Perfect. I like that. So talk to us a little bit more about the homestead exemption. Homestead exemption is basically a discount on your property taxes. So the county says, uh, since you're a permanent resident here and you have a primary home, we're going to give you a discount on your property, on your the assessed value of your property taxes. Okay. Uh, it's typically a combined total of $50,000. You'll see it on your, on your tax bill of two for 25,000. Uh, and what it also does, it caps it on how much your taxes can go up on a yearly basis. And is it too late to do the homestead extension, uh, exemption right now? The last day is March 2nd. Okay. But you are able to go in and don't quote me on this. I don't know when the exact date is where it cuts off, but you can go in there and ask for another exception or an extension, extension. Okay. of that homestead. Okay, but it's usually like around March then. Yes, March 2nd is, is the day that technically you okay. have until. Guys, make sure you do the homestead exemption. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Yeah. Uh, Liam, what are the three main questions that people ask uh, typically when buying a house? For the lending side of it, it's always, do I qualify? How much is my monthly payment? And how much money do I need at closing? Those are nine times out of ten, the three main questions that I get. And it's what people are worried about the most. Can I afford to live in here? The difference between rent and buying, you know, that's how they're going to assess it. And how much money do I need the day I sign all the papers and get my keys? Mm -hmm. Perfect. And mortgages usually are cheaper than rent. Usually. Yeah, typically nowadays. These rents are yeah. getting a little ridiculous. Jeez, I saw somebody in the estates renting a house for like $2,800 a month. Okay. God, I could get two, that two mortgages mortgage. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what's the, what's the process of when an appraisal gets ordered? Um, ordered is the key word there. I've heard it from lenders and banks and things like that when they say the appraisal has been ordered. So what does that mean exactly? And what's the process? When I, as your loan officer, say the, the appraisal has been ordered is quite literally, I put that order in. Uh, so legally, I have no connection with that appraiser. I cannot speak to them directly. So I go through my appraisal team. They place an order and it's picked up. Uh, it gets sent out to different appraisers. Whoever can fill within the time cap that we need. Typically, it's within a week or two. Now, you say you can't contact them. Is that because it's conflict of interest? Yes. So okay. we can't in any way seem like we're influencing the price. Okay. Gotcha. Understand. Okay. How do you feel about uh, open houses and what information when you go to the uh, open house are you looking for? 
open houses for agents are the greatest thing you could ever do. So let's let's be honest here. You're forcing yourself to be in front of people and answer these tough questions and, and be on the fly with it. So you're making yourself a better salesperson in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest takeaway from them is, again, it's an actual lead. You've met this person. You know they're alive. They're it's in your not face. Just, yeah, exactly. Yep. They're in your face. It's not just a name and a phone, a phone number that you call. Nobody answers. They send you. It's, it's not cold calling. It's an actual lead. So you can use that to your advantage. You've obviously established some type of relationship with this person just by that first contact. Yep. So what you do with it is really up to you at that point. Exactly, which leads me into my next question, which is what is the process that you you follow after you get your leads? Once you take down that information, it's just about being top of mind. Stay with them, uh, answer their questions. They're usually going to need you at some point. It may not be as fast as you'd like it to be, but as long as you're, again, top of mind with them, constantly reaching out to them, put them in a drip campaign so that, you know, as they're scrolling through their junk mail, deleting things, oh, it's Rick, it's Deshaun. Mm. I was thinking about, I saw a house the other day. Let me give him a call, see what he thinks. So it's establishing that relationship. Follow up with a call or text, hey, you know, it was great to see you over the over the last Sunday and at that open house, you know, great catching up about baseball fishing like you said right even when they have a realtor too don't give up on the whole process because you never know they might be shopping for a realtor just because they say they have one doesn't mean they necessarily have one i've i've done open houses before where they say they have a realtor and a couple weeks later they end up calling me and saying hey you did a great job showing me around the open house i would love to use you as my realtor so yeah well, never give up just because they have a realtor it speaks to your level of service to people you know, can you make a connection? Can you actually put them first? Or are you just, as realtors, are you just thinking about that commission check in a month or two down the line? Yep. Your reputation will be hurt if you, that's all you're thinking about. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to go a little bit off topic. A little. Um, I know I'm just going to throw this zinger in here, but I want to bounce on some di- ideas off of you guys. Uh, since this has been some of the, the challenges we've had in our office as of recently, I didn't there are a lot of mortgage loan officers out there. Everybody's trying to eat. Um, just like us as a real estate agents, there's a, there's a lot of agents out there, and I always keep hearing competition, competition. Um, but really, there's plenty for everybody to go around. But I want to I dive in and get some ideas on how mortgage loan officers can approach a real estate agent because I don't know how many cups of coffee that we, they, they want to offer. Um, it just seems as though some of the agents are frustrated because um, MLOs are asking for for leads. They're asking us to send them customers, but um, yeah, agents get bombarded all the time by by mortgage loan officers saying, "Hey, send us your clients. Send us your clients." You know, so what kind of creative ways would you suggest um, MLOs might try to to get a, a an agent's attention? So just like when you meet somebody at an open house and you're building that connection and you're building, you're offering them something as a loan officer, I want to do the same thing to you. It, there's this stigma where people stick out their hand and give me something. Right. Well, this is a give and take relationship. You know, um, even when we met, it's about establishing that friendship, that connection, seeing what doors I can open for you. 
if I can get you into a different real estate office with doors open, if I can help you find a deal, it's that give and take. Right. So as loan officers, we're notorious to call you and say, hey, let's grab coffee. But really what I want to do is I, I just want to get to know you better. I want to see how I can help you in your business. And by doing so, I'm helping myself in my business. Right. And I just think it's, it's overall important. Um, you know, everybody, I, I want everybody to succeed, um, but it's bringing something of value, um, getting to know a person and, and being there for them when you, when they need you. Um, and like I was making a suggestion to somebody the other day, you know, go sit, go sit an open house, get leads from the open house and bring it to a real estate agent. What's that going to do to that agent? If, if an MLO, uh, mortgage loan officer makes the process for an agent, they bring a pre-approved uh, client to the agent. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, um, it's like an Easter egg hunt. You know, yeah, it's great. Easter egg hunts are the best thing during Easter, you know? Yeah, that's, that's well, cool. Even then, let's take it a step further. Uh, as MLOs or loan officers, yeah, we get, uh, your one-off pre-approval that's called me and, you know, they're ready to go and bam, I can shoot it your way. But another thing is, let me help you get your business out there. Let me help you establish your brand, you know? So it's, it's almost more than just, Hey, send me a client. No, let, let's send you marketing. Let's send you, let's put you on drip campaigns. Let's keep you in front of my clients also, because if we have that trust between each other, again, we're business partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you succeed, I succeed. So let's make money together. And everybody loves a smooth process. Always. Exactly. Yep. Well, uh, let's dive into how do you feel about the Doors Open Connect opportunity and our platform trying to network and bring agents from different agencies together in collaboration? Oh, man, I loved it. I think the first time we met, um, which was at a YPN um, mix and mingle type of thing, um, the conversation we had and what really kind of drew me to you guys is you mentioned you're trying to break down that gang gang mentality that real estate agents have. Mm-hmm. So by doing that, it's just, again, I think you gave me a statistic it was 80, 90% of your deals are going to come from a different brokerage. Oh, so let, why don't we come together again as a community, help each other out. You eat, I eat, the listing agent eats, or the buyer's agent eats, everybody eats. Um, with having experienced the doors open app, Personally, it's game-changing. It really is. Um, so it's super smooth, easy to use, convenient. Uh, again, it gets me in front of the leads. We've already covered that. But more than that, if you're an agent posting a job on there, think about it. You guys, I think you mentioned you have over 200 agents already on the application. Mm-hmm. 200 people are getting your listing. Those 200 people have people that are looking for houses. Maybe it just connects. The stars align. You get it. Okay. Well, instead of doing this uh, open house, hey, Deshaun, I saw that you just posted this job. Rick, you have this job listed. Um, I actually have a client for you. Imagine doing that. Right. So what is, what is that? That's exposure. Exactly. Exposure. Everything nowadays is just being in front of people, um, having that reputation like you mentioned, and just doing your best to service other people. Right. And then, you know, like you say, it's all about being in the right place at the right time. But really, it's about maximum exposure. So you're able to take advantage of being in the right place at the right time, getting yourself out there um, and and having people see the homes that they otherwise might not um, 
That's keeping your doors open. Happy clients, happy life. That's right. So go ahead and plug your business. Where can people follow you and how can people reach out and contact you? So I'm on your social media platforms. Uh, Instagram, it's underscore Leon underscore Palacio. On Facebook, you can find me, Leon Andres Palacio. Uh, my phone number is 239-465-3691. Always feel free to give me a call. I'm always available. Anything that I can help with, I'm always around. And now we're down to the email questions, which I like to say, who wants to be a millionaire, Deshaun? <laughs> so again, these are email questions that have come in through the email, and I picked three of them, three of the best ones that I thought for the week. Of course, we're going to try to get to every single email as soon as possible, but let's dive into it. And Leon, of course, if you want to help us answer these questions, go right ahead. Feel free. Question number one, is it a good time to become a real estate agent? with the stock market potentially crashing and being so volatile? Well, you know, I think what goes down or what goes up must come down and, and vice versa. The world's always going to circle back around. Um, the stock markets are going to go up and they're going to crash. Um, but in the interim, I think it is, you know, I'm a big believer in trying new things. And, and I always hear agents talk about how, Oh, I'm, I could work remote. I saw somebody today, they're on the beach with their laptop and you know, whatnot. Well, you know, we technically can do that. You can work a deal remote. Um, you got electronic signatures. You've, you know, everything's on social media, uh, marketing, internet, emails, et cetera. Um, and you, you technically don't even need to have the customer there to look at the house before. You can s set up a lot of, a lot of this uh, stuff with the contracts, et cetera. But, you can now do, you know, virtual tours, uh, virtual open houses. Um, so it's just about being creative and 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 really taking advantage of technology. And then once once this stuff kind of, um, you know, things kind of subside and get back to some sense of normalcy, I think that um, uh, you you'll be in good shape and, and ready to go when it is, you know. It's it's not the end of the world. No, we always figure a way to recover. Always. I just say put yourself. Get yourself ready. Um, you know, put yourself in a position so that when we do get back to normal, you can start really taking advantage of it now. Now you, now you can really be sitting there doing um, your marketing and social media. It's more important now than ever. Getting creative, figuring out how to do your posts better, um, you know, taking online classes, et cetera. But can, to become a real estate agent, I, I think absolutely. I would honor, I'd do it again. I'd do it right now. Um, and I'd give it a shot. But you still have to be entrepreneur at heart. You still have to wake up and convince yourself when you're going you're gonna to do stuff. I would even add to that a little bit is when the market is down and it looks like everything's coming into an end, this is a perfect place to start. Because if there is any type of market correction, it just puts the, the power back into buyers. Yep. So if those prices do happen to come down a little bit, it just means more affordability. On the lending side, people are going to be able to qualify for more because now those prices have gone down, interest rates are still good. So as a newer agent, now's the time to jump in. Also for investors too, now's a good time to, to buy up things, hold on to them because properties, just like the the current state of, of the government and the, ec the economy, everything's gonna go right back up. So for investors too, it's a prime time to, to buy. And that's what helps stimulate the market. So this is an off question from the whole coronavirus. When will the app be active in the Miami-Fort Lauderdale area? Uh, well, technically, um, 
it's right now all about getting the word out. Um, agents in the Miami and Fort Lauderdale area are more than welcome to download and utilize the app now. Um, you know, if they have teams in place, place definitely the, the app is there to help out and um, and they can start utilizing it now. We're just, we're focused here in the Southwest Florida market because we can uh, kind of see what's going on on our end and we can, you know, right now we're driving around to all the open houses, we're shaking hands, uh, introducing ourselves. Um, but as that grows, uh, like we, we want it to, we'll be available hopefully everywhere. Awesome. All right, last question. Everybody ready? So I just want to thank you guys again for sending these questions into our emails. Of course, we're going to try to get to them all the rest of the questions as soon as possible. So the last question is, how will the coronavirus affect open houses? It undoubtedly is it's going to affect them. Um, we're in the middle of our, uh, you know, our season and, and uh, travel is restricting everything. Um, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough, no doubt, for everybody uh, right now. But like I said, hang in there. You can do virtual open houses. Um, you could still, you know, I, I I'm a pound the pavement kind of guy. I'm a grind it out. So I would still be hosting open house houses. If I have a, a seller trying to sell, I'm trying to do everything I can to get that home sold. And I owe it to them to do so even in this time. And be creative. You know, now's the time to, to bring, you know, different things to the open house than your normal things. Bring sanitizer. Let, let people know during the open house, change your wording up when you're marketing. Let them know that it's going to be a clean atmosphere. You're going to go into the house before spray things down that you think might be dirty. You know, you can use a can of Lysol, you can bring it in to your open house and spray things down that you would think would be dirty. So, you know, just be creative during this, this tough time. You could even, you know, a thought would be is limit how many people are coming into that open house at one time. So if there's a group coming in, stop them and say, hey, for safety reasons, we're gonna have two people going at a time, you know, look around, feel free and while those two people are inside you're still communicating with the people outside so now you force them to stop while they're waiting they're gonna have questions you're gonna have you know more time to spark up a conversation with them so use it to your advantage yeah and it's another good way of getting people to sign in yeah um but yeah that's i think that's all the questions for today right Rick? yeah that's all the questions i got for you today sean go ahead and uh, tell us where they can contact us at and close it up Got it. Well, uh, first, I'd like to say thank you, Leon, for stopping by and, and offering your um, insight. And um, for folks looking to contact us, please contact us at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. You can always DM, DM us with any questions or any feedback that you may have, and we'll get them answered in the next uh, week's episode. Follow and like us on social media at Doors Open Connect, Facebook page at Doors Open Connect LLC. Um, and that's, uh, that's pretty much it. And um, Again, thank you, Leon, for stopping by and for your feedback. And uh, also, as always, like to thank Jared and Joe for allowing us to come in and uh, do the podcast here. Jared and Joe run Divine Digital Agency, um, and we're just above Mora on Pine Ridge Road. Stop in if you've got an app app idea. Now is the best time. If you if you didn't have time before, um, you definitely have time now with the self quarantine and, and sitting at home. So. Um, let's expand on your idea. Get in here, call these guys up for a free uh, consultation, um, and they will be happy to um, bring your idea to life. I mean, Doors Open Connect was just an idea, and uh, they walked us through every step of the uh, step of the way, held our hands through the process, and showed us how things would work. Um, I'm telling you guys, you know, take the time to launch your next business business idea um, now while you have 
the next two weeks off or so. <laughs> um, if, if, now, if not now, when, right? So with that being said, let's wrap this up. Okay. And I appreciate you guys having me on here. And Absolutely. You guys are definitely doing big things. Thank you. And a big shout out and thank you to all our listeners and supporters. And until next time, we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay closing. I am Deshaun Robinson and my co-host, Rick Haas. And next time, until next time, DOC is signing out.